This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let'sTalkIdeas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. After Queen Elizabeth II's debt, Antigua and Barbuda plans to vote on King Charles' role. CARICOM Secretary General says, economic integration at core of regional integration. U.S. Justice Department moves to intervene in disability discrimination suit against San Juan, Puerto Rico. U.S. Virgin Islands Governor to meet with banks to introduce zero down payment mortgages in U.S. Virgin Islands. Request for proposal launch for study on cannabis legalization in St. Martin and Jamaica records highest ever summer arrivals. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup from September 13th. We start a report today with a look at British monarchy as head of state in the region. After Queen Elizabeth II's debt, Antigua and Barbuda plans to vote on King Charles' role as head of state. HaitiNews.net via Annie report, while Australia, Canada, and New Zealand have proclaimed King Charles III as the head of their states respectively, Antigua and Barbuda will vote on whether to remove the British monarch as head of state. The Prime Minister of Antigua and Barbuda, Gaston Brown, said that the Caribbean country will hold a referendum on whether to become a republic and remove King Charles III as head of state within the next three years, reported CNN. After confirming King Charles III as the King of Antigua and Barbuda on Saturday, Brown told ITV News that he planned to hold a referendum on whether the country would become a republic in the next three years. Antigua and Barbuda gained its independence from the United Kingdom in 1981, but it is one of 14 countries to retain the British monarch as head of state. The king's role as monarch of these countries is largely symbolic and he will not be directly involved in governing as he is head of state and not head of government. King Charles III was proclaimed as the new monarch of England on Saturday after his mother, Queen Elizabeth II, passed away last Thursday. CARICOM Today reports CARICOM's recent experience at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic is a reminder that economic integration is at the core of the regional integration process. This process involves the alignment of foreign policy coordination, human and social development, and security cooperation. Delivering the second distinguished Owen Author Memorial Lecture on Monday at the University of the West Indies Cave Hill Campus, CARICOM Secretary General Dr. Carla Barnett pointed out that over the past two years, CARICOM has functioned as a highly collaborative mechanism. She pointed out to the collaboration among regional institutions and national agencies to monitor the evolution of the pandemic, coordinate information sharing within the community and with the international bilateral organizations. Dr. Barnett also highlighted the significant costs associated with the pandemic and related shocks, 
would threaten to erode the development gains that have been achieved within the community. She alluded to the visible threats to food security in the region, real difficulties to assess medical supplies, and stumbling blocks to assess development financing at the scale and scope needed to address our vulnerability to external shocks. Those factors, she said, emphasize the need to work more efficiently together within the community and demonstrate the positive results of doing so. Hence, the accelerated work on regional agriculture production, industrial policy, and strengthened South-South collaboration. The lecture was delivered under the theme, The Future CARICOM, charting a vision for the region's economic advancement. The subtitle was Making the CARICOM Single Market and Economy, a lived reality towards building sustainable economic development and resilience. Dr. Barnett said the community is at a moment in time that requires the reasoned and practical vision that author, the longest serving Barbados Prime Minister shared during his journey as statesman, regionalist, academic, and professional economist. His outstanding contributions to regional integration, his leadership and sage advice, she said, played no small part in shaping the CARICOM that is now increasingly being seen as having a vital role in the region's efforts to deal with unprecedented shocks that demanded a collective response. Now on to Puerto Rico, where the U.S. Justice Department moves to intervene in disability discrimination suit against San Juan, Puerto Rico. The U.S. Justice Department intervened in a disability discrimination lawsuit brought by individuals with mobility disabilities against the city of San Juan, Puerto Rico under the American with Disabilities Act. The department's complaint alleges that San Juan fails to provide people with mobility disabilities equal access to the city's public sidewalk system. The department's complaint alleges that there are widespread accessibility issues with San Juan sidewalks, including curb ramps that are cracked, too steep or non-existent, and walkways that are uneven, too narrow, or obstructed by bullards, utility poles, and other obstacles. The department's allegations are based on findings by the Department of Transportation, Federal Highway Administration's Office of Civil Rights, as well as corroborating evidence developed in the subsequent investigation conducted by the department. Both San Wang and the plaintiffs consented to the department's intervention in the proceeding. The department has already participated in productive discussions with the parties in hopes for San Wang's continued cooperation in reaching a resolution that brings the city into compliance with the American with Disabilities Act. In other news, the University of Puerto Rico joins program partnership with the U.S. Space Force. Military Spark reports the U.S. Space Force and the University of Puerto Rico at Mayaguez signed an agreement September 9, 2022, making them the 14th member of the Service University Partnership Program. 
Chief of Space Operations General John W.J. Raymond joined University of Puerto Rico Chancellor Dr. Rulon at the Johnson Center in Houston, Texas to finalize the agreement and to learn more about the university's space initiatives and capabilities. This partnership will leverage the space and technical prowess to enhance and encourage collaboration on science, technology, engineering, and mathematic fields, build solutions for current and future research projects that further national security objectives in the space domain, and grow and develop a qualified, diverse, and inclusive workforce. Raymond said the Space Force needs highly educated guardians with STEM expertise to operate and develop advanced space systems. We need partners like the University of Puerto Rico because space is hard. We need the best minds in the nation to help us solve problems, build solutions, and operate some of the most sophisticated platforms, systems, and networks anywhere on Earth. Among other areas, the university's College of Engineering conducts research in satellite photography that tracks various Earth phenomena, which directly support the Space Force mission. The University of Puerto Rico Mayaguez has graduates that have made a significant impact on various STEM career fields, including Orlando Figueroa, the director of Mars Exploration at NASA, as well as William Navas Jr., a former assistant secretary of the Navy. The university's partnership program seeks to recruit, educate, and develop subject matter experts that engage in world-class research and technology developments to secure the nation's interests and maintain an advantage in space. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports the U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan's administration is preparing a program that utilizes federal dollars for zero down payment mortgages with the aim of making it easier for Virgin Islanders to own a home. As a part of the program, prospective homeowners would not be required to make a down payment. Currently at 20% of the cost of the home for a traditional mortgage and one of the greatest hurdles that aspiring homeowners must overcome. Governor Albert Bryan told a consortium Sunday that the program would be similar to what is being offered by Bank of America in 21 states. We are essentially providing the down payment through programs we are running now. We have some more housing program announcements coming out this month, he said. The Bank of America offering takes advantage of community affordable loan solution. It requires no mortgage insurance or minimum credit score and instead uses credit guidelines based on factors like rent, utility, phone, and auto insurance payments, according to Business Insider. Borrowers must complete a home buyer certification course before applying to qualify. Now on to St. Martin, where there is a request for proposals to study cannabis legalization. St. Martin Island Times reports the government of St. Martin is seeking proposals from organizations to work with the government to create a comprehensive path towards a legal, responsible, and feasible policy for entry into the cannabis industry. The request for proposal focuses heavily on conducting several studies on the effect of cannabis legalization before concrete decisions can be made on how cannabis will be legalized. 
Interested organizations are invited to email cannabis at stmartingov.org to request that RFP to be sent. The official launch of the RFP began on September 12 and will last for a period of 90 days. All proposals must be submitted before the submission deadline of December 5, 2022. BVI News reports the British Virgin Islands Ministry of Natural Resources and Labor has implemented a new policy that dictates how select properties for sale in the British Virgin Islands should be advertised. The new policy states that all proposed sales of non-belonger land-holding licensed properties must be advertised on the government's website, this in addition to the existing policy of having a non-belonger land-holding licensed properties advertised in the local newspapers for four consecutive weeks. The new policy takes effect September 21st. The ministry said this approach is aimed at providing another form of exposing prospective sales of lands to a larger segment, especially the younger population and first-time landowners of the community, on what is available in the real estate market. And here's our final note for today. Jamaica records highest ever summer arrivals. My View News via CMC reports Jamaica's Minister of Tourism, Edmund Bartlett, has indicated that Jamaica this year recorded its highest ever stopover visitor arrival and foreign exchange earnings for any summer period in the country's history. Bartlett made the announcement at the recent welcome ceremony for the 18th annual USA Travel Advisor Golf Tournament at Sandals Ocho Rios Beach Resort in St. Anne. Bartlett stated that at the beginning of 2022, the tourism sector was projected to earn 3.5 billion U.S. dollars and welcome approximately 2.3 million stopover visitors for the year. He said Jamaica is now up to 2.6 million projections for stopover visitors, not including cruise passengers, and the projected earnings is 4.2 billion U.S. dollars. He noted that prior to the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, we had projected for this to happen five years down the road in 2025. Bartlett also cited that Jamaica's economy has recorded up to five consecutive quarters of growth with the tourism sector leading the way. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for September 13th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.